Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. Got a pretty good slate of college football games this weekend, Perloff, but I don't think we're any closer to really 100% being able to nail down who is the best team in college football. If you were going to give me right now the snapshot of college football, who do I think is the best team? I think it has to be Michigan, right? I mean, they haven't played anybody. I get that, but they have gone like... They've just crushed their opponents. So haven't played anybody, but have also not found themselves ever trailing at any point. The defense hasn't even stopped a goal-to-go situation. I mean, now it's maybe clouded a bit by this Michigan sign-stealing scandal. But if you're asking me who looks the most dominant, I have to give them over the edge. I have to give them the edge over Georgia right now. So do you judge an NFL preseason, a team goes 3-0, and and you (laughs) care what they do, or they win the summer league in the NBA? This is... Completely mean, meaningless. Giving both teams on an open field. I mean a neutral field. Yeah. I'm taking Georgia every day. And this is simple math. Michigan lost to TCU. Then Georgia turned around. Basically the same team. Michigan, same Michigan team. Georgia beat TCU 62-7. to Meaning they would have beaten Michigan by more than 58 points. That's a, a, how can you possibly pick the Big Ten school? I know Ohio State almost tripped up Georgia last year. Yeah. Over Georgia. They lost by a, a point Ohio State did last year. Yeah, I, I just think that that's very dangerous to think that Michigan can take that leap. They have not shown that they can compete with the SEC teams in the Final well, Four. Well, first of all, they just forget forgot to send Connor Stallions to TCU. Clearly, that was a mistake <laughs> that they didn't send this guy Wait, to pre-scout TCU. And there that's was where a, this thing all went to, uh, you know what. There was a list of schools. I think TCU was on there. Weren't they? I think Kansas State was also on there. Which is amazing, by the way, that they sent Goddard Stallions to Big 12 schools. Well, then clearly, you know, we found his weak spot, which is being able to scout the Big 12. I mean, I'm half joking here, but I I do think that Michigan, I don't know how this scandal is going to affect them uh, now that it's out there and this is unfolding, but I do think they are the best team. I think that J.J. McCarthy is better than Carson Beck. I think that they... Listen, at some point, it's not like Georgia's fallen off, by the way. They had their test so far against Kentucky. They end up passing that with flying colors. Yes, they were in a one-score game with Auburn. You know, I'm even willing to dismiss that because they did come away with the win. So I'm not going to knock them for it. But you're asking me who looks the most dominant. I do think it's Michigan. How do they, How do they? Um, like, deal with this? The this, this shroud of, uh, like, you know... Um, I don't know, controversy that's around them is interesting to me because every day we get a new detail and we've got new ones even this morning. 
Yeah, by the way, one quick thing. Georgia's guaranteed a spot in the Final Four where Michigan is not. Michigan now, one loss for Michigan, and I think they're out. And not just because the team that beats them is going to get in. So if Ohio State beats them, Ohio State's in. If Penn State beats them, Penn State could be in because all those teams will probably go to run. And I think the man, uh, the, the manifesto. Penn, Penn State's not going to beat them. The whole scale. Well, I mean, well, you never know now, in college football. I guess now. You never, no, there's no now. You have no idea. That game was in Columbus, but and it was super close for most of the game. Penn State, you can't guarantee. Is Penn State going to actually start throwing the ball? Or are they actually going to try to win the game or not lose it? Uh, I just, I just think that you can definitely not count anything as a sure thing in college football. I think that the the issue here is you're looking at the Final Four committee. Are they judging what's happening with Jim Harbaugh? If Michigan has one loss, mm. are they automatically out? Because Michigan's been great, but we haven't seen them play any real team. They could easily lose, especially at Ohio State. You have no idea in that game. Ohio State obviously is filled with future pros, just like Michigan. You're right about that. Um, so the latest details here, and you're welcome to weigh in, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Who do you think is the best team in college football right now? Perloff, you're going with Georgia? I oh, think, yes. I they're assume. the two-time defending champions. I feel this should be obvious. I think they should get the benefit of the doubt, even though they put 30 defensive players in the NFL the last two years. I assume they have 15 more ready to go. I think it's still Michigan, but man, it is getting harder and harder to not look at this Michigan program and just start shaking your head, I guess, in disbelief or maybe laughing a little bit because you can say, okay, every for the people who don't think the sign-stealing scandal is a big deal. I don't. Okay, people like Proloff. You can say, oh, I bet every team does this, right? I, I bet, bet they do. I bet every team sends advanced scouts to videotape the opposing side sidelines. Oh, I don't know about That's that, but saying? I'll bet you everyone's sneaking advanced scouts into that because it seems crazy to me that you wouldn't want somebody in the stadium. Okay, so it's it's illegal to do that. Michigan, obviously, is getting caught for doing that. But some of these details that are coming out, I kind of don't think every school has this type of thing going on, which is now that this um, investigation has really gone full bore. This guy, Connor Stallions, during this investigation, revealed that he's been part of a small group of people, two of whom are said to be low-level positions at different college football coaching staff. So he's, you know, talking to guys who are on different coaching staffs putting their heads together for a long-term plan to run the Michigan football program, okay? This guy claims he's got a Google Doc between 550 and 600 pages long that he managed daily, this is according to Sports Illustrated, containing a blueprint for the Wolverines' future. He referred to the document as a movement more than a plan, dubbing it the Michigan Manifesto. This guy is delusional. I'm all for people realizing their hopes and dreams, and I'm not trying to yuck anyone else's yums here, but he thinks he's running the Michigan program, and he's also consulting other people on other teams. Why would you be doing that? Are you giving away other secrets or trading secrets to people who are on different football staffs? This dude is something else. I mean, if you're going to write a manifesto, you have to think big, Maggie. <laughs> you can't just contain it in Ann Arbor. you got to go nationwide. Can I also just point this out? The term manifesto, pretty dark. I don't think we're associating that with anything good in this day and age. I don't even know if it was ever considered anything good. But, like, a Michigan manifesto sounds like something very disturbing that you would find in a cabin or something left behind from some awful person.
This is this is weird stuff. And again, this scandal, the sign stealing might not be the biggest deal in the world, especially when it comes to other college football scandals we've seen. But man, are the details here one's worse than the next. And this one just goes talks to the extent of who this guy was who was gathering this information, and he seems like he's not all there. So do you think it's going to impact them on the field? Because I worry that the result's going to be what the result's going to be. Say Penn State does beat Michigan, and I, I think they have a chance. Then are we going to say, oh, it's because of the scandal? Um, I think that Michigan... Because to they me, they kind of deserve whatever comes their way a little bit with this, right? Like yeah. people are going to make conclusions, and especially college football fans. I mean, if you don't like Michigan, you've been waiting for this moment to sort of dig your heels in and point at them and laugh and all that stuff. So, for college football, you'll probably use any any excuse. Yeah, I just feel like scandal can have a galvanizing effect. Maybe Michigan plays harder because of this. I just don't think. I, I don't think everything is going to be determined by this scandal because college football teams have had scandal. We saw. The, the one this has been compared to is Cam Newton in season. It was revealed that he was paid, and they just went on a roll. They didn't really even seem to be bothered by it. Manti Teo, I don't know if that bothered Notre Dame in the final game, but I, I don't think that the, the players are going to be all as caught up in this as everyone on the outside, all the fans and everybody else is. Man, did the I, Manti thing come out before the final game? I thought it was after. Oh, I thought the... Oh, the fake Manti? That was after the game. I thought it was after the game because he went through the whole Heisman Trophy ceremony too. Remember in the documentary, he's talking about like how he's standing there at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. He knew knew it was fake, but the public didn't know yet. He knew he had been catfished, but the public didn't know yet. He was waiting for it to come out. Okay. Anyway, um, details. But this this Michigan manifesto part of this is bizarre bizarre maybe need a little bit bigger and better of a vetting program going on for your staffers at Michigan because this dude clearly had designs and thought he was a much bigger deal than he was and maybe it's because he was empowered to take on this mission of going and collecting this data against future opponents so funny so you think that other teams are not sending advanced scouts are not doing similar things I I don't think any team has gone nearly as far as Michigan. I think when the, all the dust settles, people are going to be like, wow, they just took it way too far. Okay. Because we know other yes. teams have been accused of this. Oh, definitely. Listen, I think everything could be going on. I think the paranoia in college football is so deep. Uh, I'll give you an example. When we were at Sports Illustrated and we would go do these tours where we'd go to different college football towns every week um, leading up to the end of the season, we'd sit down with coaches and stuff like that. I cannot tell you. We'd be there on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday before a big game. I cannot tell you how many times we got the feeling that a school thought we were like ga- uh-huh. gathering information for a rival school. Wow. As a news gathering organization. Like we were very, very concerned if we had ever tried to shoot any video of not even walkthroughs. We would never do something like that. But anything about the stadium or whatever, very, very paranoid at most of the campuses that we step foot on. Oh, there you go. Apparently, Connor Stallions was just so stealthy that nobody noticed. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Mr. Blends right in. I think everything's on the table when it comes to trying to get an advantage. But clearly, Michigan went too far because they're the ones that got caught. Or someone really had an axe to grind with Michigan and decided to bring this to the NCAA, and they had proof, which is the guys on the sideline. You can see him gathering the information, then you can see him delivering the information. Uh, Ohio State, I hope Michigan does beat Penn State, and they go in undefeated against Ohio State because 
That is going to be a wild, wild scene. The best rivalry in sports amped up to a whole nother level. College fans are the best signs. That is going to be such a fun Michigan, game. Though. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I mean, it's still just going to be a If it was nationwide. in Ohio State, it'd be a little Oh, don't, don't you think it'll be crazy. crazy, though, the hype around this game with the sign ceiling? Uh, definitely. It'll be definitely the game of the year since uh, I guess the game of the year so far has been something with Dion. This will take it over. Yeah. Get, I think it'll be a gigantic rating. Hopefully, they'll both go in undefeated. Ohio State's gotten by all their tests. Now, Michigan just has to win at Penn State. Which And you think Penn State's not good. Well, it's not that they're not good. I just, the offense, I mean, are they going to be able to actually make significant changes to look more explosive before this game? Because you just saw when they tried to make it a defensive slug-it-out game with Ohio State and slow everything down, and that didn't work. Well, it might have worked. They kind of got screwed. That fumble six, it turned out, they got up 10-3 and just choked the life out of that game. They might have actually won that game. They definitely got outplayed. But they did prove, hey, our defense is legit. And we have no idea. Michigan has not played a single team yet. So, But Georgia, saying they're better than Georgia, come on. If Georgia's playing Michigan in the final championship game, wherever it is this year, you know Georgia's going to be a seven-point favorite. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yeah, Michigan manifesto is kind of the last thing I had on my bingo card for this one. And it's funny, when you talk about the manifesto, and we talk about why is Michigan the team that's being dinged, and we say, well, maybe they were more sloppy, or maybe there was something with how they're doing it that's worse. Yeah. After reading some of this stuff about this guy having a manifesto <laughs> and his his quest to take over Michigan football, could it be that this guy was a weirdo? Yeah. And that tipped off these teams saying, who the hell is this guy? Like, like to me, like this didn't seem like a guy who who was all there. Um, and, and I wonder if maybe that has something to do with why this also got as well. That, you know, Harbaugh may have em- employed a guy to do this that probably shouldn't have even been in this position. Yeah, right. 28 years old. So the guy is pretty young, dude. Right. You know, 28. I know you're a full-grown adult. He's a former Marine. So he's obviously, you know, old enough, mature enough to serve our country. Uh, but it just seems like, yes, there's – again, I don't think – even as a joke, do you put something as a manifesto? It's just, again, does not have a very positive connotation. In fact, quite the opposite. And now he's working with guys from other schools, like he was assembling some kind of staff, like a rogue staff. I don't even know how to how to put this in context. It is just extremely weird. And I think it's a bad reflection on Jim Harbaugh. Definitely. I really do. Like this, like like Jim Harbaugh is looked at as one of the most, you know, accomplished college football coaches, a very respected football coach, period, yeah. college and the NFL. And you got this like joker running around like doing this and like and with this idea that he's going to take over Michigan football and now you're you're you regardless of whether or not this is something that is common practice whatever I mean you embarrass the the school you embarrass school you embarrass the uh the the football program for this guy it's wild yeah wait you're saying Jim Harbaugh looks bad in this I think he looks terrible like that, this is the guy. Yeah, that, no, I'm saying, of course, Jim Harbaugh. No, I'm saying, terrible. no, but I mean, but I think even oh, you, beyond, like, so him, it's, I think beyond him looking bad, it's like it's this character yeah. being the guy that's the center of this. So it's funny, you don't have a problem that there was cheating, but you have a problem that the guy is too weird who's cheating. No, I think it all goes hand in hand. I mean, the, again, like the scandal's not Watergate. Like it's not it doesn't rise to the level of the all time scandals, but in some ways, it's it's even it's it's not worse. But it's even worse because there's obviously some dude at the center of this that was not ready. He's a he's a cartoon character to be yeah, yeah. to be involved in any kind of level of Michigan football. Obviously, he couldn't handle this because now he's getting 
you know, he's been found out. He's been exposed. And the more we learn about this dude, the weirder it gets. Listen, Bill Belichick had a scandal going on where there was a guy on his equipment staff nicknamed the deflator. So it's not like the great coaches have control of all this stuff. We think that they're the odds that they could control everything. It's a big program there, guys. I mean, there's probably four or five psychos on that staff. <laughs> just, it's like the statistics will just yeah. bear out. I mean, look at any college staff. You don't think three or four of those people are totally crazy on any team? It's also funny that in the text messages that they, the investigators got, it was revealed that he was bragging about being friends with Jim Harbaugh's son. I would do that, too. <laughs> He's also Who? on the staff. The Jim yeah. Harbaugh's son is, uh, well, hire yeah. that dude. Yeah, there's a Harbaugh on the staff. After huh. reading the 36 people on yeah. the on the on the staff yeah. yesterday, I saw a Harbaugh. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I started to get this weird feeling. What's that? Jim Harbaugh is going to be back in Michigan. I feel like he's all signs are pointing the total opposite direction. I just feel like he. I know. I understand what you're saying. I feel like he's not going to want to go out like this, and he's Mister Defiant. I mm. feel like if it gets to the point where it's the world against Michigan. He's a Michigan man. Also, he might shortcut some of his future opportunities if it gets worse and worse. Maybe the NFL doesn't come calling and he doesn't get the job. And maybe this makes him stay at Michigan longer just to be, uh, you know, to sort of shake his fist at the NCAA. That's Jim Harbaugh. Like, you have to admit, the guy does like to take on authority. You're right. The tendency's there, ironically, because he is the authority in so many, in most of his life, 99% of it. But yes, he does like to be defiant towards the NCAA and others. And I think you're seeing a little bit of cracks here. And this is what happens when I think you tout like the Michigan man or you tout these great cultures. Like, again, it's really hard to hold up and you're seeing the cracks now. And I think the reason why this scandal has gotten so big is partly because of that Michigan culture and Michigan. So this and it's such a great academic school and they make fun of Ohio State for how much better academic school they are than than uh, than Michigan is, and it's so hard to get in there. It's like you're nobody's immune to having some weirdo on their staff who's yeah. writing a manifesto. Like you can't prop your culture up. It's hard to prop that up and to have it hold. Oh, I mean, we wouldn't even care about the scandal if it was at some mid-level college. If it was exactly uh, at Iowa State or something, it wouldn't be. It's first of all, it's Michigan. Second, Jim Harbaugh, coach who's been to the Super Bowl in the NFL, was a star football player yep. and is a character in his own right. You know, EJ brought up an interesting point. If this makes Jim Harbaugh look so bad, then do you think the NFL is going to be so excited to hire him next year? I think the NFL will hire him. I I just think he's got to maybe lower his expectations. If he thought he was going to be GM and coach, then maybe that's off the table. Yeah, but, you know, maybe Michigan looks attractive to him because I don't think Michigan cares. I, I will say this. If Jim Harbaugh is allowed to come back to Michigan and coach football games, the NCAA might as well just disband. Well, they should. They just, should just. Yeah, I know. But like, I mean, like, if they, if you have this situation, we have this thing they're saying that is illegal, where you have a guy going these games using what they're calling illegal technology to get an edge. Yeah. And the head football coach, who we you know has to have signed off on it, he's on the sidelines showing the signs to the rest of the players during right. the games. If that happens. And Jim Harbaugh is coaching every game like nothing happened. Then the NCAA is useless. There's there's no need for them at this point. They, I think they will try to impose a penalty here. I mean, the investigation's still ongoing. Or you do the self-imposed ban like Harbaugh did for the first three games this year. 
I, I think everything's on the table, but I don't think it's coming from the NCAA. Well, I do think that the 2027 recruiting class, when you take those two scholarships away, that's going to really <laughs> hurt them. It's, what are they going to do? It's. I think it's either the Big Ten might want to do something if the other, coach, oh, if the other they, coaches are griping. If the other coaches are griping, they might want to do something. Not this year, but they might want to do something. Or if the heat gets too much at Michigan, but I I feel like they'll probably and stand I, up. I'll for push him. back on the scholarship thing. I mean, I'm a Miami fan. Yeah. I know there are USC fans who have listened. Like they hammered those schools with scholarship yeah. issues that actually hurt those schools for years. So, like, well, but transfer portal maybe it's a different game now than when those uh, penalties were issued. I mean, those transfers have to walk on. I mean, it's it's still a, it's still a hurdle. You know, like if you have a limited amount of okay. scholarships you can have on your roster, then that's the that's the number. Well, yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to scholarship and develop a guy. You can bring in starters and use those scholarships on starters. Right, there may be a way to get around that. But I mean, even depth teams end up having injuries, and you don't have enough scholarship players to really put a, a true competitive team out there. If you're Michigan playing in the Big Ten, USC, UCLA's coming in, Washington, Oregon, that I could mean, hurt. That could hurt a program for the future. But how many how many scholarship players do you need when you know the other teams plays by heart? <laughs> well, it's laminated. I, it's, <laughs> the signs are there. It's so funny that that's one of the details here. The guy Connor Stallions was holding these laminated play sheets, but when you got a closer look, it wasn't plays. It was just si- signs. Hand mm. signs were on the laminated sheets. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, this is college football. You have to be changing your signs. I don't even understand. Like I thought that was obvious because they change up the po- the teams that use posters change them up every week. So people are using hand signs but not changing them up. That sounds crazy to me. I don't know. 855-212-4CBS. Again, I don't think they would keep doing it if they weren't no, getting some a, kind of advantage. That's a good point. 855-212-4227. Will we ever see the manifesto? Oh, I, I, I don't, you know, read I don't know. 600 if I, pages I don't know if I want of the future of Michigan football. That would scare me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this this guy's going to now live in infamy it's, in college football lore. He's going to have chapters on, like, Lloyd Carr and, <laughs> you know, the Brilliant Edwards game. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's somebody that's that into Michigan football. I don't – I don't I'm, – I'm out. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, coming up, a lot more to do, including uh, latest drama concerning one of Perloff's favorite players. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. All right, Maggie. You teased to me in the break. You have a parent dilemma. What do you got? Okay, so our schedule has changed now. We used to work in the afternoon, so I was with my kid in the morning. I have a four-year-old. I was with him in the morning, and my husband would do all the after-school stuff, so pick up, taking him wherever he needed to go. So now we flip-flopped, and now I'm gone in the morning, and I'm doing the afternoon stuff. Man, that parent pickup is awkward, huh? It's the same people every day. That small talk is excruciating and everyone's kind of standoffish like no one's really talking and is that this is just like a bad situation i don't think we have like a good parent pickup vibe never had to do it so i'm not uh, sure okay. i but uh, sure with me i have friends don't you have friends that you say i do like hey so-and-so no like no one's that friendly that's the problem i'm trying I, i'm a good conversationalist so this is what pre-k yeah is that a separate pickup than it the rest is. of the school? Yep, a little early, right? Right on point with that. Yep. Yeah, that's how it is by me. And I 
I probably was the standoff. Like, I didn't choose to engage. Okay. Like, I just kind of stood on the periphery, door opened, my kid popped out. Yeah. I could see that. And we kind of left. <laughs> um, Not being social. But it's also like, it's, you know, the thing is that I noticed, there's there's a wide range of ages, too, amongst parents. Like, there's the parents True. who are 26 with yep. a four-year-old. And then we were on the older side. So, like, it's a weird group to actually kind of all get together because everyone's very different. A couple grandparents are picking assume, kids I up. I assume yeah. there are also some babysitters in there, too, probably. Yep. Maybe. You don't want to oh, presume. Big, yeah. big part. Yeah. That, that get Question, do you worry about what you wear? Because there's a New York Times article about my particular elementary school that everyone wears a special outfit. That It's a, like a two-page spread of Brooklyn moms dressing up for pickup. No, what I was surprised by is how homeless everybody looks. I mean, really bad. <laughs> oh, it's like, real homeless it's, yesterday. It's real. Like, it's 3.30 in the afternoon, people. Why does it look like half of us have not brushed our teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I get the drop-off. Drop-off, like... Oh, the morning can you, be a you-know-what show. That is ugly. Yeah. Like, nobody... I, the, I used to wear, like, a hat and sunglasses like I was robbing a bank. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's part of the, you know, work-from-home phenomenon. Maybe. Honestly, I think people are kind of just chilling at the crib. They don't, you know, working from home there. And they're like, oh, well... These are some people that may have actually gone to work before and then were yeah. pick up their kids from work. Some people in uniform... I know yeah. my dad would be in uniform sometimes picking me up from school. Like, those people maybe don't exist as much. There's, like, one lady who comes, and she's in, like, something nice where she's, like, a key card on the side of her belt. Like, <laughs> it looks like she clearly just came from an office. Everyone else, it's like, we we look like what the cat dragged in. They Here's definitely the, just got out of a Zoom meeting yeah, <laughs> that they had with the video off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here is the Times article on my school. Who cares what I wear to school drop off me? How we dress for those five minutes may not be important, but a bit of effort would be nice. This oh is my the, gosh, it's pretentious. It's the snootiest article you ever read. And then there's just picture after picture of these people wearing incredibly expensive outfits. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Brooklyn's a little different, but <sighs> you, you, don't, you don't wear sweatpants, do you? I can't say I've never really seen you wearing sweatpants. Well, here's the thing. So now we have this different schedule. Every day is like two days yeah. because we have the morning where we wake up in the middle of the night. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying what, what it's like. And then we have a whole afternoon. So generally I will like, yeah, I'll work out. I'll take my makeup off. So, oh, yes, okay. I do. I am part of the homeless population. Oh, get out of here. Homeless show us. Looking. You got to show us. Send us a picture because I cannot imagine you looking homeless. You always look nice. I will. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Ask one of your non friends take a picture of your outfit this afternoon. I know what it is. Ask one of the random I know moms. it is. It's going to be $110 Lululemon pants no. and a nice. You, you get, you know, when you're I dress, definitely, you're wearing every mom who has those pants. When on. I dress down, I dress all the way down. It's like, this is, this is a pair of mesh. You guys buy this. You guys know Maggie. Do you buy that? She is wearing George Costanza gray sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, I could see it. <laughs> Thank you. Pete. I, I could no, not, not as a, by the uh, way, it's always when I look the worst. This happened the other day. And again, this is not a complaint, but oh, we went to Costco and I didn't buy anything. Remember I told you guys I went to Costco. I'm the first person in history. Yes, I didn't buy yes. anything. I walked out and I said to my husband, I'm like, man, I caught a glimpse of myself in like a reflective dish or something. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I left the house looking like this. I look so bad. <laughs> so I ended up taking my kid after to like one of those indoor play places. And again, I look so bad. I look like I had dysentery or something, just like a, <laughs> like a disease. I think you're bearing the lead here. I How get, do you go to Costco without buying anything? I know. It was, I, I'm, I'm like a superwoman. Uh, I get to the front where I'm paying for my the kid to go in the play place, and he looks down at the name because you have to sign a waiver, and he's like, the sports commentator? I was like, oh, no. You only get recognized <laughs> when you look the worst you could possibly. Like, I just covered my face. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, no, I'm a big fan. It was great. 
and I appreciate the shout out, but I was so embarrassed for how I looked. And then I decided to be in that play place for the next two hours with the guy being like, you need an ice cream sandwich? <laughs> you <laughs> shower? Yeah, right. <laughs> usually, usually I'm coming from work when I go get uh, my son from school. Yeah. But uh, so I'll have the pants on and, and I'll, but for going there. Good. Oh. Thanks for wearing pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> going there, no. Yeah. If you weren't wearing pants at the school pickup, we'd probably be reading about you in the New York Post. That's right. Uh, sure. Big Dave's in Kentucky. Dave, how you been, dude? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. What's up? Listen, listen, Max. Here's the thing: you, know, you you don't you dictate how this how this pickup situation goes. I mean, you be you. You take charge of the situation. <laughs> One thing that I learned a long time ago: I mean, you've always got to be that person that sucks the air out of the room. It doesn't make any difference if you're in you know. For instance, if you're speaking in front of 800 convicted felons, yeah. or if you're if you're if you're sharing company with 30, you know, poorly dressed. <laughs> kindergarten child picker-upper type (laughs) people. You be you. I mean, you be the star in the room. Dave, that's the kind of attitude and the inspiration that I needed today. Thank you. And how about your Cowboys this weekend? What do you think against the Rams? Uh, Who knows? I mean, literally, who knows? Coming (laughs) off a bye, uh, I don't know. Let me ask y'all a question. I'm I'm sorry, man. I missed you guys. I've got to to call in too much late, so I don't know what all I've missed going on. But is this not like the year when it's the most week-to-week with almost every team that you've ever seen? I mean, just when you think like today, uh, I mean, everyone has the Ravens. I mean, they're loading up the uh, they're loading up the plane to the Super Bowl. Yep. Two weeks yeah. ago, they were, you know, Jackson was trash and they had no chance. So <laughs> does it just like, not like seem like it's more week-to-week right now than ever before? Yeah, but isn't that the media, though, just takes every game as if it's a referendum on where every team is, no matter what? Even if, like, Lamar Jackson had seven big drops and everyone said he played badly. Yeah, don't you, I mean, guys like... Where to blame? You and me and Maggie, we see the big picture. We don't get <laughs> caught up in week to week. Right, Dave? Well, that's true, McLevin. I'm not disagreeing with you. But but seriously, I mean, like, your Eagles, for instance. I mean, you know, like, this week they looked like, um, world beaters like the like the team we thought they were last week. They looked like garbage. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, uh, uh, Brock Purdy has went from Joe from the Joe Montana lookalike to now the other contemplating whether or not he should be traded or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I do agree. Obviously, the media is a hot machine. That's what they do. But it's but still, yeah. There's just I don't think that there's the one team, maybe the Chiefs. That are just you just you almost know what you're going to get from week to week. Yeah, Dave, I I agree with you on that. I think it has felt more week to week. And thank you for the again for the positivity. If you're wondering why Dave said, you know, standing up and talking in front of 800 convicted felons, the former warden. That's like yeah, not yeah, generally yeah. something that people find themselves doing often. Uh, well, I I got, think- I've got to own the pickup. He's saying, and I, I okay change my attitude i think what dave's saying speaks to what you said about the 49ers like we anointed them as yep. the un, you know the 17 and 0 i think i said 17 and 0 yeah that's probably not happening this year's nfl is it injuries what do you think the the, the reason behind I think it it's is parody i think it's parody mm. i think it's uh maybe injuries and they all kind of even out but that being said i i think there i agree with what dave said at the end there's one team that none of this applies to that's kansas city chiefs bogus is here with some headlines good morning Good morning again, everybody. So Victor Webanyama scored nine points in the final seven minutes of his NBA debut last night, but not much before that because of foul trouble. It might be frustrating, but um, always keeping the head up is 
it's good for the for my teammates, you know. So uh, I can't show it on the court, and uh, it's you know we learn we learn every day. Despite the late push from Wemby, the Spurs couldn't stop Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving. They combined for 55 points in a 126-119 Mavs win in San Antonio. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combining for 50 to lead the Clippers past the Blazers 123-111. Jason Tatum and Kristaps Porzingis had 64 in the Celtics 108-104 win at the Knicks. Porzingis is 30, the most ever by somebody in their first Celtic game. Donovan Mitchell with the go-ahead three with 12 seconds left in the Cavs 114-113 win in Brooklyn. Zion Williamson at 23 in the Pelicans 111-104 win in Memphis. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander went for 31, 10 assists as the Thunder rolled through Chicago, 124-104. The Bulls held a players-only meeting afterwards. An oddity on opening night, but head coach Billy Donovan didn't mind. If that's going on in game one, I think it's in, in some ways really, really good because I think people are now stepping up saying, hey, there's certain things that we've just got to be better. Yeah, I, again, I just don't think that night one should require a players-only meeting. What have you been doing for the last month? <laughs> I'm on the flip side of this. I know everyone's clowning them for having a players-only meeting game one. I kind of like it. Nip it in the butt. Like, you play terribly. Don't let this fester into a second game or a third game. Like, get everyone back on the same page now, right? I mean, I'm here for the efficiency of it. It's just <laughs> odd that it was necessary out of the gate. Yeah, it's true. What have you been doing in training camp? Shouldn't that be one big players like bonding, right. meeting? And this would worry me. Like, I mean, you're doing this in game one. Like, what happens when you have a five-game losing streak in December? Is that just an all-out brawl? Like, how do you up <laughs> how do you up the ante more than a players-only meeting? It's you're done after only going 0-1. Yeah, you're like, you're starting on 10. Usually that's the last resort is yeah. the players-only meeting. I think there's another thought, too. I And I, Billy Donovan is a good coach, but do you think they shut the door on Donovan because they're like, hey, this guy's going to be gone soon <laughs> if we keep playing, you know. Yeah. We got to decide if we want to play for him or not. And it's basically the same team as last year. Yeah. It's not like it's new guys figuring things out. It just, they just ran it back and I, he and Vucevic were yelling during the game at each other. So yeah, this is not, this is not a good start. Uh, here's the problem for Brock Purdy. This season, no players entered concussion protocols and played that same week. Purdy is there now beginning to feel symptoms on the flight home from Monday night's loss in Minnesota. No way to prove if this was the reason, but he did take a nasty shot to the helmet on a QB sneak in that game. Bucks QB Baker Mayfield is technically questionable for Thursday Night Football in Buffalo with a knee injury, but he and Chris Godwin expected to play tonight. The receiver has a neck issue, and the Seahawks are expected to sign pass rusher Frank Clark two weeks after the Broncos released him. Clark played his first four seasons in Seattle. A Michigan State hearing officer decided yesterday that fire football coach Mel Tucker did violate the school's sexual misconduct policy with his behavior towards Brenda Tracy. The school said nothing else because the process continues, including Tucker having the right to appeal that decision. Dusty Baker wouldn't discuss his future after the Astros lost Game 7 of the ALCS, but now it's time to say that he's retiring. Press conference in Houston today, 7th on the all-time wins list. Baker is Cooperstown eligible in three years. The Diamondbacks and Rangers have named their starting pitchers for World Series Game 1 on Friday in Arlington. Arizona going with Zach Gallen, who allowed nine runs on 11 hits over two starts against the Phillies. Nathan Evaldi won Games 2 and 6 of the ALCS for the Rangers. Uh, apparently, no NHL game had ever followed a pattern like this before. The Capitals won the first period last night, 3 nothing in Jersey. The Devils responded by taking the second period, 4 nothing, And then the Caps took the third, 
3-0 again. Put it all together, it's a 6-4 Washington win. And again, we finish with some MLS wildcard action. Sporting KC and San Jose playing away scoreless draw. KC advances on PKs. We'll face top-seeded St. Louis City in a best of three. The New York Red Bulls got get East top-seed FC Cincinnati after a 5-2 blowout of Charlotte FC. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you so much for our, all the latest headlines. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We have poll questions up, BJ? We do, right? We got something? Yeah, we got a poll question up here. Let's uh, bring it up here. So we asked the question, will Victor Wimbenyama live up to the hype? A simple question, but I think an important one given uh, how he played last night and all the hype around that game. So dead heat right now. We have 49.4% say yes. 50.6% say no. I put up a poll, too, on the Perloff secret poll. <laughs> yes, the competing poll where Perloff goes against the show. Yeah, if I don't like the results of the Maggie and Perloff <laughs> poll, I put up my own. It's like the Rasmussen poll of Maggie and Perloff. <laughs> yes, if they play on the a neutral poll. field, who do you got, Georgia or Michigan? You guys care to guess the results? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think people say Georgia. Georgia I mean, by like 65%. Yeah. yeah. By a lot, Georgia. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 65% Georgia. And I think there's a reason. I mean, that's also the respect factor. Yeah, and I think they respect him because I think that they could beat Michigan on a neutral field. <laughs> also, Michigan's <laughs> stock at an all-time low right now. It's tough to say, oh, they're definitely oh, the, the best uh, team when you got some guy out here with a manifesto. You know, well, the odds around. are really high. I think they're still the Vegas favorite because Georgia's got three ranked games. You know, Georgia could trip, but Michigan could trip too. The funny thing is probably these teams are not going to play in the final game. Coming up, so much more to do, including the one player who should have the inside track on the Heisman. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Two out of four people headbanging right now in the studio. <laughs> That's half. <laughs> Let's get to our daily. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Dion. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. You believe in that? 
This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Just what you've always wanted. Season two of Coach Prime going to be available on Prime Video. Here's a snippet. He's brought a level of excitement unlike any coaches that we've seen. It's prime time in Boulder, baby. We ain't coming no more. We ain't here. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. Yeah. We got to have it today. We here. Thank you. Thank you. You deserve this. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. All right. I think we got the gist. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> By the way, how is this any different than any Fox broadcast of a Colorado game? <laughs> it's one big Dion <laughs> documentary. Yeah, I mean, I think Dion's got to go away for a little bit so the ratings can go up for this. Because what can there possibly be that's not on tw- TV 24 hours a day right now? I'm expecting now that there will be a camera crew following Dion Sanders from now till the end of our natural lives. Like, this is it now. We just got Dion season 28. It's going to be like the Real Housewives. This is multiple spinoffs. Yeah, I think I worry do about this is going to sound crazy. I worry about the exposure <laughs> in the sense that like, is anyone going to care? Nobody cared about season one. Is it there going to be a little like you can't have a documentary when the guy is on TV every day? Like what? Everything's out there. Dion is the most open person in all of sports that he says. I'm the most open person in sports. Listen, you can have a documentary about everything, and you're nobody unless you have a camera crew following you around. Yeah, I Do mean, you even exist if there's not some streaming service making a documentary about your life. You guys are big Dion fans. Uh, are you going to click on this? And when's it come out? I think I December seventh. Uh, I believe is de- definitely December. Can you imagine at that point of the season, like, man, I really need to see much more behind the scenes Colorado stuff. That's every day. I need to go back and relive that Colorado State win. You need a documentary. You need to learn something that you haven't learned. So that's what I worry about it. I think to me it would be better if it was kind of like hard knocks where, you know, it comes out the week after whatever happens. Yes. You know, when they beat TCU, like, would I want to see, like, the behind the scenes after that TCU win? Absolutely. Like, the whole Jay Norvell stuff that was happening in Colorado State, like, that stuff would have been riveting. I don't know by December when we're talking about who's in the college football playoff will I care so much about what they were doing in September and October. I feel like we kind of got to see the Jay Norvell stuff. And do you think that would be fresh in a documentary? Do you think I'm there was more to it? that there's like Dion was playing the, oh, I, you know, I, I love the brother and I'm, I, I wish him well. I guarantee behind the scenes he was yes. definitely... Definitely oh more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably well, we, like, how dare he? You know, yeah. Well, maybe we'll get that. That that could be good in December. Well, the other part too is, you know, we've been using the term documentary kind of loosely. You know, it's like we we know that Hard Knocks is a little curated for us. They give the team the final say over what we see. But yeah, we need to at some point these documentaries have got to start giving us a little bit more. It's hard with college sports. Those remember the Florida one that came out recently. They it got really panned. Yeah, it got panned. They control the the document. I I mean, can you imagine anyone really getting behind Alabama? That would never happen. No, but I think EJ just gave a good idea free, by the way, to all the streaming services and networks. You should they should do preseason Colorado hard knocks. Yes, that's and I, I was just saying that. I'm that, just wondering if HBO maybe want might want to think about is this the thing that, you know, Hard Knocks has been going on for how many, 25 seasons now or something? Maybe they do Colorado next year instead yeah. of the NFL. Trust me, they already do. It's called ESPN <laughs> and Fox. I'm just and saying. And the other thing, do you think anybody watches actual Hard Knocks? No. Okay, but so, 
They, yeah. they do so much exposure on this program. Hard Knocks is the last thing we need. That's all there is. That's what... Turn on the TV right now. Dion is talking to somebody. On any of these, NFL or college, anybody, I'd rather see the recruiting process... I'd rather see how you're procuring players. Good luck. I, I, Good luck. I'd rather see that than, than the in-season. In right, and by the way, that, even that Dion Jay Norvell, we should revisit these. You think you're going to see the real Dion talking about Jay Norvell? Is that the way this documentary is going down? I don't know if it will, but I feel like that that would make me want to see if he if he does say something. I mean, before that game, first he was like, you know, you know, he talked about my mama. Well, guess what we're gonna have for him? And after the game, he's like, oh no, I love the brother and yeah. I wish him well. And like, but I kind of actually, I, I, there's probably more behind the scenes stuff he was saying <laughs> about how he felt about that that we didn't see. Remember, he bought the entire team sunglasses. Yeah, because the guy, the Jay Norvell, said that his mom raised him not to wear sunglasses oh, inside yeah. or whatever. Um, by the way, yeah. 17 and a half point underdogs against UCLA. I mean, well, hi. <laughs> you guys have watched UCLA. They can't do anything offensively. I feel this like an easy bet, which makes me really nervous. To and, take the 17? Yeah, to take the 17. It's a plus 625 money line, too. Like Colorado, I know it's been down, but it's not like they've been getting blown out by teams. This is a uh, this is really interesting. We forgot they actually have a football season to play. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, also, Dion coming to the defense a little bit of Jim Harbaugh in, in uh, Michigan basically said, you know, sign stealing, even if you know the sign, you still have to stop me, right? So it, it's funny because when Dion said that, he also said, it's not like knowing if a curveball's coming. If a curveball's coming, I'm on it. <laughs> if the sign is in football, you still have to stop me. It was like somehow shaded the Houston Astros in the response yeah. a day after the Astros got eliminated. Yeah, do you all see Saban and Kelly came out hard on the communication thing? Like, obviously, I have an easy solve. Now just put the communication in your helmet like the NFL. Yep, that's where this is going. But colleges, you bring up a good point, they're awfully paranoid. Do you trust that AV system? <laughs> what, someone's going to hack into it? Or? Oh, yeah, junior at Auburn. You don't think he's going to hack into the <laughs> Alabama sound system? I wouldn't put anything past college, not only – the coaches, but the fans. Yeah, yeah. And there's some student athletes working on this. I mean, some young kids are doing this. I'm, yeah, they'll totally cheat that system. Danny Cannell just told a funny story about when he was with the Broncos that the radio system sometimes in Denver would pick up like a Spanish polka music yeah. on the radio. <laughs> you get like polka music in with Mike Shanahan <laughs> calling plays into the helmet. Uh, 855-2124-CBS. You're welcome to weigh in. Coming up. One thing we're watching for tonight. Guys, got a lot to do here. It's Maggie and Perloff. Stay with us. CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.